0: Shintaro Fujinami is headed to the bullpen, Uh, why that could make some sense and why he could be pretty good today on Locked On A's. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for Locked on A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Welcome to the Misery A's fans. It's episode 560 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, Fuji is headed to the bullpen. He will be available out of the bullpen today. So that's something to talk about. And then a little bit later, we'll talk about James Caprillian being optioned down to AAA to make room for another flame-throwing righty, Luis Medina. We talked about Medina yesterday, so we're going to talk about Caprillian today. And then in the final segment today, we will talk about the Midland Rockhounds, just thrilling walk-off win. You know who hit the, the walk-off shot. It's Lawrence Butler and, uh, You should probably be excited about him. And also, Denzel Clark made his uh, season debut, his double A debut. We're going to talk about how he did. It was good. He did good. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to mash the subscribe button, comment down below. Also, give us a little thumbs up, a little like, uh, and, you know. Do do those things. It helps. It helps grow the podcast and uh, reach other fans that might be mourning the A's just like we are. But today we're, we're going to do business as usual because that's what I said we'd do because I still want to like this team while they're here. And so that's that's what we're doing. Why not? Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at inside the a's that is at inside the a's on twitter uh if you want to type it into the little url box on your browser it's si.com slash mlb slash athletics but let's hop right into the news of shintaro fujinami being moved to the bullpen this is actually something that i have not written about and i probably won't because i'm already talking to you about it now and it's already a day old so let's talk about shintaro fujinami officially being moved to the bullpen he made four starts uh he lost four starts (laughs) is how that works out. Uh, he has a 1440 ERA as he heads to the bullpen, uh, and that is in 15 innings pitched. Uh, not not great stats so far. He's not giving you length. He's not giving you production. He's not giving you a lot. He had one nice start. He had one very nice start against the Mets, and uh, the rest of them, have. he hasn't gone five innings in any of the other three, so hasn't been great. Um, and so the A's made the move. Makes sense. Uh, Mark Kotze said that, the hope is that they are looking for him to establish his fastball and really kind of find his footing a little bit, and hopefully this gives him some confidence moving forward. Um, that that's the hope with this move is that he will establish that fastball because that is what gave him success against the against the Mets in that start. Uh, was he he established the fastball early with Carlos Perez and uh, it, it just soared from there. He had a great outing. What, six innings? He it, it it was great in that start. I was there. I had lots of fun watching it. I was like, hey, they might win, and then they didn't. But it was fine. It, it was a good game. They got hits, and they just didn't win the game. It, it was a good time. Uh, in those 15 innings that he has thrown so far this season, he has 12 strikeouts and 12 walks. Uh, that's not great. That leads to a two oh seven whip. That's really high. It's like double where you want it. I, I mean, it could be like 1-2 or 1-3. Uh, for a starter, and still be effective, especially for a guy with stuff like Fuji. He can do okay, but uh, two, not sustainable, honestly. especially if you're going to be in, in the rotation there. That's just eating up pitches. That's not great. Um, so what's the plan for Fuji moving forward? Is he now a long man? The answer to that is no. No, he's not. Unless, unless... He's had a lot of rest, unless they're getting length from everybody else, which they haven't yet, um, unless that they start getting six innings from everybody and then he just can like rest for like five or six days, then maybe he can go out there and have a long performance. But for right now, he's going to be a one inning guy, maybe a two inning guy. That was unclear to me in listening to the press conference from uh yesterday. So he's going to be in the bullpen in not necessarily high leverage situations yet, but they want to get him comfortable. They want to... Keep working. They're still learning each other. He's still getting comfortable. And that is a big thing for Marcotte. It's making sure that Fuji is comfortable. The A's have uh, ma- tried to make Fuji as comfortable as possible. That is what they are doing. They want him to like his time here. Maybe something to resign sign him? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, or, you know, they-, they-, they want him to have success with the A's. That is the big thing here. And, obviously, I like talking trades. So, how does this work into maybe the trade deadline? Uh, if he's not... If they don't think that he could be a valuable starter by the time the trade deadline rolls around in a couple of months, uh, why not try to make him a valuable reliever? Because he'd be a really good reliever. He has two very solid pitches, and if one of those is working a lot better than it has, he has two great pitches that he could just like mow guys down with uh, out of the bullpen, and he could be a very, very successful and valuable pitcher at the trade deadline. That's kind of what's going on here, I think personally. I don't think that they have a long-term plan for Fuji because uh, he's not in their long-term plans he's he's signed for this year end of story they want to get as much value for him as they can at the trade deadline that that would make sense maybe th- if he's still around maybe they try and resign him because uh, nobody wanted him uh, but I I think that he's probably only got a couple of months left with the green and gold anyways um, Katsai says that he thinks that the key for Fuji is confidence this is uh, what they they the move is to help him build that confidence and if he can establish that fastball for strikes consistently fuji thinks that uh or uh Kata thinks that he can dominate i think that he can dominate i think that he could be really really good um let's go over some some quick stats real fast uh his four seamer which he throws 45% of the time that is a his main pitch is that four seam fastball which they want him to start establishing more uh he, he that thing's got a 320 batting average against It's a hittable pitch currently mostly because he's trying to get strikes with it and he's not like hitting his spots And so uh, you give up more hits when you're not locating really is what's going on there But his splitter which he throws 29% of the time has a 150 batting average against and uh, I I believe the launch angle is like negative 7 degrees When they do hit it, it's just into the ground So if they can hit it hard, maybe it finds some holes and that's how you get a 150 batting average is Hitting it hard sometimes uh, but it, it should be a swing and miss pitch. But in order for it to be a swing and miss pitch, he needs to establish the fastball. And so if his fastball is not working, then that makes no, none of his other pitches work as well. His slider has been okay. Slider sweep or whatever you want to call it. He has both technically, but I think some of them have just gone further and have been classified as one or the other. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's been okay. I think it's, it has like a 300 batting average against as well. So Basically, he as a as a reliever, he can survive off of these two pitches, his fastball and his split finger. Those two pitches can lead to a lot of success for him, and uh, I, I think that he's, he's got a shot. Honestly, I think he's got a pretty good shot. Um, a lot of people on Twitter have been saying he's, he's good the first time through the order. It's that second time when he just starts struggling. Um, I actually didn't look that up, but yes, that is the feel that you get. He doesn't really struggle in that first inning, so you got to get him that confidence, I think. And, uh, I mean, I've watched all of his starts. So, yes, that is true. I just don't have the stats to back it up is all. Um, I I think that some of the keys here, and here's some some, some big ones for you. Uh, He is in the second percentile. The second, that's really bad. Second percentile in chase rate. Um, I think that that is because when he misses out of the strike zone, he's missing by too much. They're not competitive pitches. They're not near the zone, so therefore he's not getting swing guys to chase his pitches out of the zone. Um, so he needs to be, when, when he misses, they need to be more competitive misses, I think is another key for him to unlock there. Uh, his first pitch strike percentage, which you think he's walking all these guys, his first, he needs to get ahead of these guys. He's actually roughly league average in, in first pitch strikes, which, kind of surprising, honestly. Uh, he, he has a first first pitch strike percentage of 59 and a half uh the MLB average is 60.8 so he's like 1.3 percent away that's a couple of strikes that over the course of his that's that's a few that's a few batters it's not that big of a deal he can fix that fairly easily I would would imagine but uh this is an interesting one and this is according to baseball savant his zone contact percentage uh Makes me think that if he can only throw these two pitches, he might have a lot of success because everybody says it. He's got the stuff, baby. Um, his zone contact percentage. Here we go. It, it, it is 74 and a half percent. That is when people swing at pitches in the zone. That's the rate at which they make contact. That seems high. That seems high. I know that sounds high, but the big league average is 82 so he's 8.5% better than uh, the league average at getting guys, w- when they do swing at pitches in the zone, they just whiff. They just whiff. That's according to the baseball Uh Interesting, interesting stats there. I think that he has the tools to do it. Obviously, he has the tools to be a good starter. It's just a matter of execution for him. And if he needs to get the confidence in order to execute, maybe this works. I- I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, Markozzi said that he would be available out of the bullpen starting tonight. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily have him pitch out of the bullpen in the next couple of days because he's a righty, and both Mason Miller and um, Luis Medina are both hard-throwing righties just like Shintaro Fujinami. They're not quite as tall. Oh, no, Mason Miller's tall, too, but not quite as tall. He's he's a couple inches shorter, I think. But uh, they're all kind of tall righties that throw hard, and I think that you want to vary those looks a little bit. So maybe, assuming the J.P. Sears is the Thursday starter... Have him, uh, have him follow JP Sears and see what happens. I mean, obviously, see how the if, if you need him, you need him. That's great. But um, pair him with somebody from the left side or us. You know, obviously James Caprilli is not there anymore, but a guy that doesn't throw as hard. Use him Use them in in tandem together. That would be great. Um, I, I think when uh, the A signed Chintaro Fujinami, I was like, ooh, this could be fun. Just have him and AJ Puck, uh, righty lefty. Interesting command sometimes, but uh, I thought that that would be a, a fun tandem mix, and uh, then they traded AJ Puck, and we didn't get to do that, and now he's closing games for the Marlins. Oh, well, uh, anyways, coming up, we're talking about James Caprillian and uh, him being optioned to the minors. Surprising to some, makes sense to others, so we're going to talk about uh, the full spectrum with James Caprillian coming up in just one sec today's episode is brought to you by so rare our new sponsor so rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 mlb teams unlike other fantasy baseball platforms so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. According to the commercials, you can win game tickets by playing this and also merchandise. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, play this game. I figured out how to set my lineup last night. I'm very excited to see how I do. I got uh, Este Ruiz on my team and also Shohei Otani. So I'm very excited about uh, seeing how my team is going to do. I think I also have like Logan Gilbert and Patrick Sandoval. I got some, I got some guys. I'm intrigued. We're going to see how it plays out. I'm still, I, I don't know what the scoring system is because I haven't read the rules yet, but I'm very intrigued by so Rare, And honestly, I want to win some merch. That's what I want. Uh, so head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, Grand Slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back, baby! Baby is not in the ad copy, but I watch a lot of wrestling and I felt like having it. Uh, there's no better place to get in on MLB's action than FanDuel, America's number one <laughs> sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up place your first bet and get up to 1000 dollars back in bonus bets if you if your bet does not win uh, before the season I was plugging the the over under of the 59 and a half wins and I was like oh, right, mash the over I'm looking very foolish right now um we'll see we'll see. it's still early it's April you guys calm down you're still gonna hit the over. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official uh, partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Wherever you like to hear podcasts, follow us on social media, at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Also, the A's take on the Los Angeles Angels tonight at 6.38 for some reason. Uh, you can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on Sirius XM. Just download the SXM app and search athletics. And uh, then you can watch Mason Miller go out there and dominate Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon and other Taylor Ward. L- name other players louise ranjifo is david fletcher back up yet he should be because they're playing the a's that would make sense right but i think he's still in the minors wild um also they got the new kid uh Nito. is it Neto? is it Neto? I'm, I'm gonna, i want to call him Neto because i find him neat so anyways we're going to talk about uh james Caprillian now well, let's talk about james Cabrillion. uh by starting with Uh, He got optioned because the A's have officially called up Luis Medina. Um, I I talked about this yesterday. It seemed like it was happening. uh, And I was like, "Ah, I'm not like an official reporter. I can say whatever I want. So I did. Uh, And then Martin Gallegos uh, tweeted it out. And then like an hour later, the A's were like, yeah, let's just announce it. Screw it. Two of the guys that are in our press box uh, have already reported it. May as well, I guess. And it's and so and they also had uh, the move lined up. It seemed to be uh, James Cappelion going down, and that's actually the move that I thought could happen. Um, I, I didn't want to come out and just say straight out that it would be James Cabrillion, but uh, I was like, everybody has options, so everybody's on the table. And he'd already been, you know, uh, pushed into the bullpen, and he he hadn't he, he he didn't have it. Is is part of it, and so we're gonna talk about. Uh, what? why maybe he didn't have it this year or so far this year and why this could be a good thing for James Caprillion. So let's get into that. But uh, Medina officially called up. We talked about him and what you need to know, uh, the plan for him, I think. Uh, I wrote about that at Inside the A's today and also talked about it on yesterday's episode. So either one, e- e- either one, just do that. Uh, but uh, he's probably going to be starting Wednesday against the Angels. That has not made, been made official, but in all of the reports that I've seen, that's what the plan is, is for him to start on Wednesday. So, Luis Medina uh, Medina starting on Wednesday after Mason Miller starts tonight, and uh, both those guys throw 100. Could, could be a good time for his fans, honestly. Uh, too bad they might be moving to Vegas. So, it's hard to be too excited, but, you know, again, I'm trying to have fun with this season, and they're making it a little bit easier for me by calling up Medina and Mason Miller. But... Uh, James Cabrillion, he was moved over to the bullpen after his seven-walk outing against the Mets. I think he went three and two-thirds in that outing. Uh, The A's ended up walking, what, was was it a million players? Was that the most in franchise? A million? Um, Yeah, it was a lot. Um, Not a great game. That was probably the the low point of the season so far. Hopefully the low point of the season, but so far, because, again, it's still only April, you guys. It's almost the end of April so that's that's something uh james caperlian on the air is owen two with a 1294 era in 16 innings pitched uh, he has 18 strikeouts 14 walks again seven of those came in uh, one outing so that sucked um and then he also has a 238 whip again uh, that's a lot of walks in one outing it really ballooned everything for him but a 238 whip is bad It's really bad. Um, In relief, he's made three appearances. He's gone two and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, And one of those was two one-inning outings, one two-thirds of an inning. Uh, And he's given up six hits, five runs. He's hit a batter, walked two, and struck out three. Hasn't gotten better uh, much. Um, The first outing, he hit a batter in his first outing. uh, I think that was the Tuesday game after the Friday uh, start that he had against the Mets and uh he he got out of it that was nice but uh the the next two he gave up uh, i think three and then two runs two and then three runs one of those Uh, i think last night he gave up two runs is what happened so uh yeah hasn't hasn't been a great run for him so far um his average exit velocity is in the 24th percentile at 90.8 i believe league average is right around 88 so he's getting hit hard which is not good um his, his sinker which is one of his most used pitches. Uh, he he, he mix, He's a mixer. He mixes his pitches well. Um, and his sinker has not been great for him so far this year. Uh, it has a 400 batting average against with a 392 expected batting average. Which means, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be getting hit that hard, is is the point there. Um, that's not good. That's not a good stat. Uh, one thing that, you know, I, I did notice, and, looking over his baseballs of page is that his velo is down to 92 and a half percent. That's this year. Last year I was at 94. So to lose a tick and a half, um, especially for a right-handed pitcher, that's a lot for a guy like James Kaprilian, uh, to lose that velo. And maybe that the differentiation between his changeup and his sinker and his force and his other pitches isn't enough right now. And so th- sending him down to AAA to work on, Either getting used to the pitch clock or the pitch timer, um, and hopefully getting some of that velo back or learning how to pitch with a little bit less velo and uh, how to mix his pitches a little bit better and doing some of that stuff. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on here, but, um, he, he hadn't been doing great and it didn't seem like the A's were going to send down one of the, the relief options who can go a little bit, you know, either longer or more consistent or, uh, more often, um, so it seemed like James Cabrillion might be the guy in this one, um, and that's because he has an option left. And so now he's not going to after uh, after this stint. I assume that it's going to be for a little bit, not, not not like the rest of the season, but for a little bit, you would imagine. So, uh, yeah, it, it stinks because James Cabrillion seems like a very nice guy. He I haven't talked to him yet. I know that I've been in the clubhouse. haven't talked to him yet. He's, he seems lovely, though. Uh, I've enjoyed him, and uh, he's one of the the few guys that has been around for a few seasons, so it's not fun news by any means, but hopefully he can get back on track and, uh, you know, he he can come back, join the team, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, Last year, they were about to move into the bullpen, and then uh, Adam Aller got hurt, and he went and had, was it three, four more starts, and pitched really, really well, so... The hope was that he was going to be really good, and then he had uh, off-season shoulder surgery, and uh, maybe he's still recovering from that. Questions to be asked, obviously, but uh, yeah, L- lots at play here with James Caprilli, and hopefully he he comes out the other end just doing okay, just doing all right. Anyways, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about the Midland Rockhounds win this this morning, this afternoon. It was early they beat the corpus christi hooks and uh it it was a thrilling one so we're going to talk about that in just a second today's episode is also brought to you by one of the funnest games that i have played in a long time and that is pro baseball gm i've always thought that i could be a good major league baseball gm and as it turns out it is not that easy if you've had the same thought and you have fantasized about managing your own franchise go and download pro baseball gm immediately I mean, don't stop what you're doing if you're on your phone. Just open up the app app and uh, the, the, the baseball. The, yeah, the app app, the app store. That's the one. Do that. Download the game. Keep listening to me. And then uh, I'll tell you how to get some some good stuff out of this game. Uh, because the game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic Dynasty. In the simulation, you're going to be responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all of the ups and downs of a season. All all of this is in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball Jam is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. So Locked On A's listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise. When using the promo "Locked On" in the game store, that it's in the game, not in the the app store, in the game itself, enter the code "Locked On." That's all caps as well. Uh, so make sure to check that out to download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. The A's are taking on the Angels. It's six thirty-eight p.m. at the Big A tonight. You can watch. You can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Athletics and watch Mason Miller go out there and dominate. He's gonna have a game. You got, I'm looking forward to all of the, the Pitching Ninja tweets about Mason Miller striking out Mike Trout, striking out Shohei Otani, striking out Nito, and uh, the rest of them, <laughs> and and other assorted angels. Uh, seems like a good time. Also, make sure to follow the show wherever you like to hear podcasts, and uh, follow us on social media at A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm it by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at inside the ice uh but let's talk about the midland rock H- midland rock hounds that's how i'm gonna say it now because i that, i don't know it came out that way and it sounded dumb but i was like let's just play it off jason let's not play that off midland is dumb i i remember when uh kiss came to town when i was a, a wee lass uh, i'd already seen them on one of their farewell tours that was my first uh, concert it was them at uh the Oakland Arena uh, where the Warriors used to play and then my dad went and saw them I think at the same tour it just lasted forever um at at the the Concord Pavilion and he said that they kept saying Concord and so Midland reminds me of Concord and so there that's my story and let's talk about the Midland Rockhounds (laughs) win I did it again. Dang it. I did not mean to do that. Um, anyways, uh, Denzel Clark, he made his season debut and his double a debut in this game. Uh, he went two for three with two ding dongs, two ding dongs, five RBIs. He had a two run homer and a three run homer. He walked twice, struck out once Lawrence Butler was the hero in the game. He went three for five with two game winning RBI in the bottom of the ninth, uh, pretty cool uh the the game winner was uh off the left center field wall uh he he hit the crap out of that ball (laughs) and uh you could see it like as it kept going the the players just stopped playing they're like they win okay back to the back to the clubhouse let's go and then uh lawrence butler whipped off his helmet and threw it as the announcer said 30 feet in the air 30 watch out below (laughs) <laughs> uh, also, JT Ginn, another A's top prospect, uh, got the start in this one. Uh, the overall stat line wasn't great. I actually don't have it in front of me, but I believe it was uh, five and two-thirds innings pitched. I don't have the hit total. He gave up six, seven. He gave up seven runs. Six were earned, I believe is what it was. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but he was doing good through five is really what I wanted to uh, point the emphasis to. was He he had allowed two runs through five. In the sixth, he ran into. two some trouble, because uh, the that, that Corpus Christi Hooks put up eight in that inning. Um, here we go. Well, oh boy, home run, home run, hit by pitch, walk. That's how. That's the first four, <laughs> and then strikeout, walk, fielder's choice, and then he uh, left with a runner at first base. And then uh, Shohei Tomioka, he came in and uh, did did not get get. Things out immediately is what happened there. Uh, single, single, error, single, strikeout. Um, so that's that's Jt Gin's day for you guys. I think he struck out like three or four. Um, I, I should probably look it up. I probably can uh, as I'm talking as well. Uh, it was an eight run inning for Corpus Christi, and that sucks. Um, it, I mean, they they weren't winning by that point, but they were losing by a lot more afterwards. Uh, the Hooks led. 10-4, to four, headed to the 7th inning. I believe they also scored a run in that inning. Uh, so that's not great. Here, I, I got the stat line here for you. See, I told you I can do it. Uh, JT again went 5-2 and innings, gave up 6 hits, 7 runs. 6 of those were earned runs. Walked 1, struck out 2, gave up 2 home runs. There you go. Uh, that's the stat line. Boom! Multitasking. <laughs> uh, but the Hounds, the Hounds... They put up six runs in the eighth inning, uh, but they still trailed 14-13, to 13, heading to the bottom of the ninth. Uh, and then that's when Butler walked it off. He walked this off. Uh, it started off with a, a ground out, and then Denzel Clark got one of his two walks. He, he was on first base. And then Cooper Bowman got hit by a pitch. And then Lawrence Butler hit the ball off the left center field wall. That, that's how that game ended. It looked thrilling. I ha, I was tweeting about the game a little bit. Like, oh, hey, Denzel Clark's doing good. Somebody who went to the game started following me and said, that game was so much fun. I was there. Uh, people were following me on Twitter and were like, where can I watch this game? Um, so it was cool. Uh, I think people were super stoked that they got to watch some of this game because I was sitting around the house with my son and getting updates. And I was like, oh, this is... Seems like fun. Denzel Clark, people know him. People seem to like him, and uh, he seems to be delightful. So, good job, Denzel Clark. Good job, Lawrence Butler. Good job, Midland Rockhounds. Um, they're also like nine and four this. They're doing well this season. Uh, Bobby Crosby, managing the heck out of that team. <laughs> you know it. Um, anyways, uh, that that's all that I got for you guys today. I believe um, tomorrow. Hey, let's see if they do any more moves. Probably. Uh, we're going to probably talk about Mason Miller because uh, he's fantastic. And I, I love Mason Miller. And, uh, you know, that, that'll be a good time. But so anyways, thank you so much for making the Locked On your first lesson every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're talking Mason Miller's domination of the Los Angeles Angels on uh, tonight. It hasn't happened yet, but it will. So that's what we're going to talk about on tomorrow's show. And uh, I'll see if I can find some some fun tidbits for you guys. And uh, we'll go over those as well. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until tomorrow, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I'll talk with you tomorrow.